0: All
1: right.
2: Hey guys. Um, was Welcome to a rather different episode of the YAMS podcast. Uh, It is your girl, AC.
3: And it is your girl, Shell Bells. And welcome to today's episode. Thank you Um, for joining us. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, so we, we yeah. have some um, special guests. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, just a little bit of background about the Yams podcast. Um, it's just, just Michelle and I show. We come on here, we have a good time, we crack jokes, but then we also talk about some serious things like mental wellness and things that you can do to make sure that you are um, surviving the day for the most part. Um, so, But like I said, this is a very different conversation for us because we're in a space and a time where things are, um, you know, people are hurting. And uh, typically when we're in this space, we have a lot of people asking like, well, where's the church? Why isn't the church doing anything? And where's our leaders? And where's this? And where's that? And so we wanted to take this opportunity. Actually, it was uh, Pastor Freeman's idea uh, from a conversation that he and I were having about, um, you know, what do we do? What you know, how do we push ourselves forward? And he came up with the idea of let's talk about it on the podcast. And so here we are. Um, And so I want to introduce to everyone um, our two very special guests, Pastor Richard Freeman, whom I love and adore. He is the pastor of my church, uh, Resurrection Baptist. And then we have Brother Victor Muhammad who's also joining us this evening. Um, we really wanted to get two uh, men who are strong in faith and also strong in their uh, fight for social justice. So we welcome both of you to the
4: show. Good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: So if we could have you guys just give us a little bit of your background before we get into the the meat and potatoes of this thing. Um, just share with us, you know, just a little background.
4: Since you're younger, Victor, you go first.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. I I will follow the instruction of a man that I love and adore as well. Uh, My name is Brother Victor Muhammad, and I'm currently serving at Muhammad's Mosque 22. I'm a student and follower of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, whom we hope to hear from very soon. Look forward to hearing from on July 4th, the 90th anniversary of the Nation of Islam. I've been a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan since the early 1990s, and uh, I don't believe in social justice. I believe in justice because everything in the universe is a balance, and the way God created things to be decent and in order, that is what's missing. And as long as things are imbalanced, we will have the problems that we're uh, experiencing at this time.
4: Um, hi, um, I'm Richard Freeman. Um, I'm blessed to be the pastor of the Resurrection Baptist Church in Braddock, Pennsylvania, uh, where I've had the privilege of serving now uh, for 16 years, believe it or not. Uh, um, I've been a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ for 30 years right. now, um, and I've been involved in the work of social justice, uh, to use the colloquialism of the time I probably became woke about 13 years ago. Uh, because I bought the, the narrative. I bought the notion of rugged individualism. I bought the notion of, of uh, a meritocracy. And it was about 13 years ago, I woke up and I went, wait a minute. Have I been telling my own children a lie? Mm. And about that time, uh, not shortly after that, uh, I had my first grandchild. And that really rocked my world. Because it challenged me, am I going to leave my grandson with the bullcrap that I had seen for so long? And so that got me engaged in the work. Uh, I served as uh, five years as the president of a, a uh, faith-based community organizing entity, uh, the Pennsylvania Interfaith Impact Network. Uh, that Done a lot of work on a lot of issues. Uh, so that's kind of who I am. That's kind of what I've done. Uh, you will hear a draw sometimes, because I'm a Southerner, Viper, birth.
2: <laughs> way cross.
4: Way cross. <laughs> you don't know nothing about no way cross. <laughs> Stop it.
2: <laughs> All right. Thank you both. Um, I think we can go ahead and, and jump into the conversation. I want to hear from both of you, like, what is the state of... Black America or the the Black church in America right now?
0: Well, Um, I think it's an interesting concept that people are asking, where is the church? If you don't know where the church is, where have you been? Um, And and with the the reality, (laughs) uh, you know, there are people who are serving given the real precepts of what God preaches. But in a lot of ways, we're indirectly... Worshiping ourselves. Now, from the Holy Quran, it says, Beware of those who uh, uh, use their lower desires as a God beside Allah. And the reality is, a lot of us are feeding into the flesh, we're feeding into different things. And then when something happens, then all of a sudden we want to get back to a place of order. Well, we have to accept order now that we've always been here. But, you know, Jesus wasn't interested in church building. He was interested in kingdom building. Mm-hmm. And as long as we keep this religious set tripping going on, as long as we keep uh, uh, our individualism and it's, it's all about me, mine, 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 mine. And then when we get in trouble, where's pastor? And pastor didn't do this. And pastor didn't do that. See, so that when you say... Uh, whereas the leaders, then that's a bearing of witness that you need sound leadership. And I'm thinking we're in an age that loves information but have rejected divine guidance. Yep. Mm.
1: Uh,
4: I say amen to that. Um, I, I, I I echo the reality, uh, the notion that the church is quote a wall. Um, frankly, is a false notion. Um, how can you tell me what the church looks like? Um, if we are going to break through the religious tyranny that we have, that believe the church is in the building, we're in trouble. Uh, the church is in each of us uh, by the divine presence of the spirit of God. Uh, so if you don't think those who are on the front line, uh, some of them have that spirit within them, you're naive. You're, you're ignorant to their reality. Um, I think the, the the more serious question is, um uh, um, where are church leadership and then my retort to that is you can't even ask me that question. Ask me where is your church leader hmm. where is your church leader and and by virtue of you having a church leader, you have the authority to go back to that leader and say, hey, these are the issues that are real for me. are you willing to engage? okay so so, so don't make a critique on all black church leaders, whether they are of the nation, whether they are a, Jew, a Christian, don't, don't make that judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, ask yourself a very serious question. Uh, are you are you there to be led? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the stuff I hear when that question comes, and I'm just, y'all told me I can keep it 100, so I'm gonna keep it 100. Sometimes I, oh. when I hear that question, I, I get the notion, you're asking me to play your agenda. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, that ain't me. I don't play your agenda. Uh, I I serve God, Uh, and sometimes your agenda nor mine line up with what God wants, and I have to submit myself to the authority of God, not just be led by an agenda of someone else's creation. Um, And and, and as we develop this conversation, one of the things I I really have a problem with, I I would argue on, on, on aggregate, we don't have an agenda. We're reactive. We react. we stuff. We, you know, and I and I I, I understand we have to react, but if, but if that's all they're gonna do, if white America, America is ready to, for us to just react, they are, and they'll put it up for a while, and they come up with these nice little platitudes like the NFL did, and in about an hour and a half, when the news cycle is over, they're gonna
1: go, woo.
0: Got that up. I'm done with that. Right. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And
0: they'll say, remember when we did that for you. Uh-huh. I recently said I put on someone else's page, look, the first reaction is usually the, the, the true reaction. Mm-hmm. And so if it took all of these years to get to this point after seeing what we've already told you were happening, our our agenda cannot be filtered through what makes slave masters comfortable. Amen. And and our problem is. See, we think now our, our march has credence because white folks have joined it. We don't understand that wolves appear in uh, sheep's clothing. And, 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 and what is happening is the, the whole narrative is now being diverted that, see, now white people are awakened. They were always awakened. And what we're going to find is we won't get another black business out of it as long as they control the narrative. We will not get another black school out of it as long as they control the narrative. Where are we at in terms of prophecy? You're not going to make God a liar. You're not going to make the the, the prophets a liar. And the book of Isaiah talks about the messianic work is to rebuild the wasted cities. Well, if God knew the cities were going to be wasted, we just didn't know how.
4: I, I I go to the conversation. Victor and I have had conversations, of, uh, I remember I'm still passionate about it. Victor, we talked about put a stamp on it. That's uh,
0: right. Where,
4: where we ask, we would ask African Americans to commit to the price of a stamp every day, committed to a common financial fund where you don't get one damn dime from it. It's for the legacy of our people. Uh, for your great you. I can speak for myself now. I'm talking about my great grandkids now uh, and my grandkids where we put these monies in. We don't even appreciate. We bought the narrative that we are so subservient and that we are so. Ugh. The truth of the matter is the African-American economy would be one of the top 10 economies in the world. If we stood on our own feet, we would, we'd be in a top 10. Think about that a minute. One of the top 10 economies is subsumed in the American uh, consumption economy. We would be bad folk if we just put our heads together and work for it. And and, and I can tell folk all the time,
0: look, that ain't an anti-white agenda. That's a pro-black agenda. And being pro-black don't mean being anti-white.
2: Absolutely.
0: That's right. And that was Dr. King's message in the mountaintop speech. but they only play the last two minutes of the speech. The climax of the speech. But at that time, he was boycotting Coca-Cola, Seal Test ice cream, and Wonder Bread. He also talked about supporting a black credit union and putting your black money in the black bank. And he talked about the earning power of black people. But one thing that no one wants to ever say is that Dr. King came to an epiphany after meeting with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And after meeting with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and they wanted to do a Black united front, that's what scared white folks. What scared white folks, again, was Black folks getting uncomfortable and willing to not take it anymore. What damages Black folks is not having the order in advance. The lowest part of the brainstem is where your reactions come from. But a response comes from the core of the brain. When you have an emergency at home, you don't call first reactors. You call first responders. You don't call first reactivists. You call first responders. We have to have an intelligent agenda and the black pastors, the black emans, the black uh, gang members because the one thing that I think everybody missed doing this whole melee. Your enemy had troops. Where are yours? Right.
4: I, I, I made a post the other day. Uh, uh, I had a conversation uh, today, as a matter of fact. I said, we have to be like the biblical narrative of the children of, Is- of Israel coming out of Egypt. They were armed to the teeth. Why? They weren't going and looking for a fight. But if you bought it at me they were ready I'm ready yeah okay um, and if you read the narrative most of the conversation was about let us walk through That's we ain't bothering nobody let us go through uh, but if you came at me we're ready I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm arguing this of late we've got to be ready for a fight uh, and, and if you don't understand we're already in a fight you sleep at the wheel um, th- this, this thing is against us uh, uh Um, and I, 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 I I don't have a hatred of white people. I, in fact, I tell people all the time, I don't mind talking with ignorant folk. It's arrogant folk I can't stand. Right. Because I can teach an an ignorant person because an ignorant person says, I don't know something. But you got these arrogant SOBs, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm not. Okay. They got the, they got these notions that they got it all wired. And I'm here. No, you don't. You don't understand it at all. You don't. You and, and, and this is part of my public speak and I tell people all the time racism is a surrogate for greed mm. our scripture says that the love of money is the root of all evil if you want to follow the evil in our country and anywhere else in the world follow the money Okay, follow the Benjamins and and there have been a, a culture that has had the authority the capacity to exploit and that exploitation has been global Okay, and not just America, y'all. We, 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 it's global. Uh, but we catch a heck of a lot of heck right here in this country uh, that we built, frankly. Um, and so we've got we to have an agenda, um, a real agenda, and, and really to roll up our sleeves and commit to it, uh, not for the purpose of success. And that's a whole other conversation for me. Uh, I had to break myself away from the tyranny of looking for success. Because success may not happen in my lifetime, mm-hmm. I'm gonna work for it. But I'm committed, even if I don't see it. That, that that's it, that's part of what King said in one of his last sermons. He said, "I've been to the mountaintop. That's right. I've I've looked over and I've seen the promised land." He says, "I may not get there with you, but I want you to know that we, as a people, will get to the promised land." That's my. That's how I've got to live my life now. Because you know, I'll be sixty in October. I don't know how many more years I got. Uh, I hope another thirty-five, but I don't know what I got. Uh, but I've got to do the work so that my grandkids and my great-grandkids don't have to work as hard. Uh, I, I know they're going to have to stay committed, but they don't have to work as hard. And we, we hopefully we can tear down a few walls and make life a little better for them.
2: Mm-hmm. I think um, I, I personally have gotten to a point where I'm I'm tired of people um misquoting or not going deep enough with Martin Luther King like you know it's it's all surface level and most of it comes from you know white people who often try to justify well why you know you guys should be peaceful and you guys you know should be this and that and we should turn the other cheek and blah blah we've run out of cheeks. we're tired like we we don't have any more you know cheeks to turn and i think people like i said i'm tired of people going surface level with dr king using that as a justification for us to not be upset or not feel how we feel and it it, it bothers me to my core Are you
0: well saying it's we easy? as a people we, we as a people have become lazy learners mhm one mm-hmm. thing that we were not taught the 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 the, the Uncle Liza mohammed he, would, he went to jail because he would not let Muslim children go to their schools. And those children came out speaking Arabic. They came out uh, with great education. There's a man in Mecca right now teaching high mathematics at the American government hired to figure out a math equation that came out of the classroom of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. We think that all learning is based off the school we went to. But why is it in 2020, the higher level classes have the most white children in it, and the most problematic classes have the black children in it? This is social engineering. We weren't taught critical thought, we were taught to fill out a worksheet, hand it in, and then we get passed through. So we have to first stop being lazy learners, and we have to stop being lazy livers. You cannot raise your children on DVDs and Netflix. You cannot raise your children with video game controllers in their hand and they go to sleep with them. And don't think I don't have the same problem that everybody else has. But someone has to set limits and and, and make us look deeper. Because not only do we stop at Dr. King, we act like the civil rights movement is the only choice black people had. Right. You know, Marcus Garvey, what do we know about him? What do we know about him? You know, they teach Nat Turner as if he wasn't justified in doing what he was doing. Right. They teach, they, 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 they teach as if the black man had no bearing on this country. But as religious leaders, are you teaching the opioid to the masses to teach your 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 congregants? To accept this and that your reward will be in the sweet by and by. I think this is interesting. During the epidemic, during the shutdown, this is the first year in a long time where Ramadan, Easter, and Passover fell in the same month. All three holy sites were shut down. Because God is not interested in the religion of rituals.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: God wants us to understand him, have a relationship with him, his universe, and properly be in his universe. That is justice. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan taught us the definition of the word love. Love, real love is freedom, justice, and equality. No matter what. Whoever you love, you want them to see that they were treated fair, that you want to make sure that they're free to be the best person they can be, and you want them to have the equality of opportunity and anything that impedes on that. A mother has been shown to be able to pull a car off a baby where she couldn't do it under normal circumstances. So love is not some weak emotion that we use, it's the force of God that propels us into a new reality. Do we love our people like we love everybody else? Can we forgive our people like we forgive everybody else? And don't come to me talking about, well, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Because I found that to be a Negro's excuse to accept (laughs) white supremacy because you ain't spiritual when you get mad at me.
1: A lot right there. Yeah,
4: I get into I get into uh, in my secret writings. Micah six says, "What does God require of you, old man? But to love justice, uh, to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God." Uh, when we understand, and I've taught this many times, and you you can you can give me an amen on this one. I've taught many times. Love is not an emotion. Love is an action. It is what, and, and love is defined by a m- even more uh, poignant word, and that's sacrifice. How do you, you, spell, you how spell work, Pastor? Huh?
2: How do you spell? How do you
4: spell love? L O W O R K. Absolutely, it's work. right? It's work, right? And, and if we're not right. if we're not ready to do the work, forget about it. Okay? I'm stealing um, that one. Yeah. I, I, I stand on the I stand on the shoulders of folks who worked. And I'm talking about show, people who had literally third and sixth grade education. Okay, I stand on their shoulders because they were willing to make a sacrifice. My great grandfather, my and my double great grandfather was a slave, born into slavery. My great grandfather, uh, his father. Okay, I knew my great grandfather, Lewis Bradshaw. Okay, I, I I tell my wife every, my kids every now and then. My grand, my great grandfather would be amazed. At where the station of his great grandson is now. He'd be amazed. But he made sacrifice. He could barely write. But my great grandfather made his way to the polls. Mm. How the hell did we get to this place and we'd say the vehicle we got, and, and it's the only one we, 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 one of the few we have, that we ain't gonna vote? I ain't with that, man. Don't vote against me. Well, then elect somebody, run somebody that's on your agenda. Stop waiting for
0: somebody to Superman dead. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. And he, he was coming. killed. And he was killed with something from his own planet. Uh, Kryptonite, Kry- Kryptonite. Kryptonite, Kryptonite comes from his own background. Right. His own background. Right. What people right. do is use your background to kill you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have to be aware of, of, of that type of slaughter. But mm-hmm. the reality is to vote with no agenda is like voting, not at all. You know, I got into a debate because I, I I cannot see morally. Now, this is me personally. I'm not talking for anybody here. I cannot morally see in voting for Lucifer or Satan or Belzebub or Belsazar or or any of them. So, but what I do pay attention to is local elections. How come it's not being put in the news that the DA is losing cases because he's paid informants that are not credible? How come that's not in the local news? How come it is not in the news, you know, that the black foreman who let Michael Roswell off, who was so proud that he followed the law when he didn't follow the law. I was at the trial every day. Uh, but when 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 he was so proud to go on the news to let Michael Roswell off, why don't he get on and talk about that great decision he made to make sure that that murderer was set free. See, in in Pittsburgh, we have a thing with getting mad but not being accountable. And Mm -hmm. so when we're talking about voting, we better vote with a strong agenda and stop Mm -hmm. letting people just pass through offices and acting like it's unimportant. Mm -hmm. I care more about a one-term judge in Allegheny County. A one-term judge in Allegheny County serves longer than a two-term president of the United States. And more Black men meet that judge than they meet presidents. And that judge has the ability to consider their custody, their child support, and how long they spend their life behind bars. According to uh, Cory Booker on Meet the Press on Sunday, there are more Black men reporting to some type of parole officer than there were slaves in 1850. So... You know, when we're voting, what is it exactly that we're voting for? I was very vocal on when, when, when Lisa Middleman was running for DA, when Teron Jenkins was running for DA, because what about prosecutorial misconduct? What about judicial misconduct? See, we keep going after the police officers, but we don't go after the ones who keep giving them a pass every time they appear in front of them. Uh, Michael Roswell's trial, I would say, was purposely lost by the DA's office. And everybody disagreed with me when I said this trial wouldn't even last a week. And, um, and Victor, because I heard motions.
4: Uh-huh. I, t- I said the day he was charged, this mm-hmm. ain't going nowhere. Right. Okay? He charged right. him with first degree murder. Right. And I know enough about law to know first degree murder demands intent. Right. Right. You didn't have enough time to develop intent other than racism. And you can't prove that one. Okay, Right. So when he charged him, he
0: charged him to get off. All right. They could have proved it because the judge refused to let his record in from Pitt University. Yeah, I hear you. I hear
4: you. But at the end of the day, uh, uh, being a racist does not connote intent. And he's a racist. I'll give you that. 348 percent. Just like that fool is in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. He's a racist, okay? Um, what I have to deal with is understanding the jurisprudence as we got it. He got it wrong. He charged, he overcharged him. And I think he did it intentionally.
0: Purpose. I knew He knew he couldn't, he, there was no way they were going to prove it. And he and knew the prosecutor he used wasn't going to prove it. Absolutely. Because, I mean, if you would need, you would need, Seriously, you would need coffee and any other stimulant to stay awake just during his presentation. And <laughs> yeah. um uh besides the fact uh once yeah. it was all cleared, they fired him and forced him out anyway.
4: Yeah.
0: He was a scapegoat. Yeah, you
4: know, I think I think my my, my, my biggest my, my, my biggest challenge to us is um and, and I use this metaphor, I, I've I've not had a job in all of my career where I walked in and gave them the job description. And they said, okay, okay, we'll hire you. No, they give me a job description and ask me, can I do the job? And based on my capacity to answer that question, they hire me. Every vote is a hiring decision. Mm -hmm. And our agenda is the job description. If you don't have a job description to say what you want, they will tell you, "Well, when I get elected, I'm gonna mm, 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 and I'm gonna mm, 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 mm. and you go, yes, I'm all with it." And at the end of the day, they get your vote, okay? And they'll come back three and a half years later and say, "You know, we couldn't get it, but if I'm reelected, I will." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-uh. we have to have an agenda, and when we have an agenda, and they're doing the job, we reelect them. If they don't, we vote the boogers out. But without an agenda. Okay, we just go. And and, and let me show you how agenda works. Uh, uh, Google this, somebody. Everybody in the audience, when we're all done, Google this. It's called the Powell, Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, Memorandum of Understanding. It was written Mm -hmm. around 1972 by Lewis Powell, who became a Supreme Court justice. Okay, check that one out. He ascended all the way to the Supreme Court of the land. But Powell, at the time, was an attorney working for the United States Chamber of Commerce. And he spelled out an agenda that conservative America is still living on. Okay? Now, I don't agree with the agenda, but they had an agenda. And they worked it. And they worked it. And you say, did did you hear my date? 1972? That's damn near 40, almost 50 years ago, 48, 48 years. <laughs>
0: <That's> 48 <laughs> years. They've been working agenda for 48 years. We can't work an agenda for 48 hours. Well, I would do you one better. They started working the agenda since 1776. They just modified it and made it more scientific uh, right. in order to, to keep the masses under control. But this is where You know, I lean different than most black people in America because I I don't believe that we're going to get anything through integration. We must separate our agenda. We must separate as a people and see too many black people mistake separation for isolation. The Amish are separate, but they're not isolated. The Squirrel Hill is separate, but it's not isolated. And see, when I use these type of examples, they unjustly call my leader anti-Semitic. But I can say for an empirical fact, the government of government of America is anti-black. I can say for a fact, the educational system is anti-black. So Jesus said, and I think there's no better authority that. A corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit. fruit. So you can keep voting for these branches of government. Mm -hmm. But the root of the tree is corruption. And so God said, come out of her, my people. Be not partakers of her sin. He didn't say all people. And he said, those who wax rich from the wine of her fornication watched her fall from afar off. Why is Russia chiming in, watching America's fall? Why is China chiming in, watching America's fall? Why is Iran chiming in, watching America's fall? All of these places somehow or another benefited from American corruption. Now, everything she said, as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told us February 23rd, 2020, America is unraveling. And no one saw that coming. There was no pandemic when he said it. There was no Mr. Floyd when he said it. The day he said it, Ahmaud Arbery got shot. And uh, so while she's unraveling, you know, when Jesus said, no man knows the day or the hour, there was something I learned that was hidden in that. We didn't know the method in which God was going to allow these things to come forth. Mm-hmm. 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 I, in, in my
4: personal prayer life, you know, I, I, I one of the things I prayed for is, Lord, get this fool out of 1,600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I said it. And I didn't have any clue how God was going to do it. Now, I'm not, I, you know, I don't, I don't put everything at the feet of God on, on everything, but I think I'm on solid enough ground. We, we, we had at least a pseudo idea, uh, notion, that the economy was doing well. I knew all along it wasn't, but it had the facade of doing well, and what did, what happened? This thing called COVID nineteen unleashed, and the economy went in the
0: toilet.
4: I mean, it, on paper it went; it really went in the toilet. Okay, and and nobody is going to not vote for Donald Trump, believe it or not. Because of all of his other atrocities,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and sadly, they're going to vote on their pocketbook. Oh, he's ruined the economy. The economy wasn't good in the first place, folks. You just bought the you bought the you bought the Pablo, You bought the hook line and sinker. You bought the okie doke. That the economy was good. It wasn't. When you have an economy where people have to work two and three jobs to hold down a family, uh, I made this post, and I, I'll stick by it to the day I, I die. If, if the job is an essential job, then the job should be a family-sustaining job, okay? Mm. So when the brothers and sisters showed up uh, at, at hospitals and clean toilets and empty garbage, they shouldn't have to go get two other jobs to take That's care of their right. family. That should be a family-sustaining job. That's some of the work that we were, we were advocating for uh, when I was a part of Penn. That was where the church was, y'all. Y'all, y'all asked that question. Uh, where were you? when I was out there marching? That's another question, I'll leave that alone, all right? But the question is, we've gotta have an agenda. So part of the agenda I have, we've gotta have, a every job should be a family-sustaining job and, and it must be indexed to inflation, okay? Mm. It's gotta be indexed to inflation, because if you don't, we'll get right by right behind. And, and, and I'm an economist by training, that's my undergraduate work, as an, as an economist. We should have a right now a minimum wage of close to $30 an hour had it just kept up with inflation. And they're still trying to sell us on seven what? And, and if you're making $10 an hour, they're telling you, oh, aren't you happy? Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. Okay. I do the math. $10 an hour working 28 hours a year is a little, little under around about $22,000 a year. Okay. Before taxes. Okay. So that's agenda one. The agenda two item, education. I'm a big fan of education. Uh, that's where I've been. I cut my teeth in, 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 in social justice around the issue of education. We need to blow up this stuff as we got it. Okay. And we need to, and I, I'll go with Victor with this one. We need to pull our kids out and we're going to teach our kids truth. Yeah. They lied to us. You want to know? Let me give you this one. This is a little nugget for, for consideration. That whole bullcrap they sold us on the first Thanksgiving, lie. You know what happened? They had their first Thanksgiving when the head of the leaders of the Native American people was on a spit. When hmm. they hung it, they cut his head off, put it on a spit. Then the pilgrims had their first Thanksgiving. So don't give me this nonsense. Oh, the natives and the pilgrims—we just got together. And we had a kumbaya I'm on it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Okay, mm-hmm. and so they tell us that. So they that they so they give us the notion that we are nice, and I'm not saying please. And and, and I'm with Brother Victor here. Don't take my words to say I'm saying all white people are evil. Don't, don't take my words like that. I'm saying that people in power are evil and by de facto, right now, most of those people don't
0: look like me. Well, Pastor, I will never watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving the same. <laughs> it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were forced, God has already forced us to take our children out of school. Now yeah. do we accept the challenge. Yeah. That do we makes- accept what, what God has already done. Yep. See, the Bible is pregnant. It gives birth to circumstances and realities. So, there was a people in a land called Egypt in bondage for 400 years, and God sent a death plague to that land. And it, and it passed over the chosen of God. Yep. After the Passover, came they said, well, look, man, these people are are just too difficult to live with. It's a problem with us staying with white America. It's a problem with them keeping us. So what they did, the Egyptians said, look, give them silver and gold and let them go on their way. But that messed up the economy. See, they're going to blame us with messing up the economy, messing up law and order, messing up everything. In a book called Message to the Black Man by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, published in 1965. He said there was going to be a decline of the dollar. He said once America went off the gold and silver standard anyway, it was on its way out. But he doesn't tie it just to gold and silver. The fall of the dollar is really based off of morality. See, we have no moral concept of money. The Holy Quran says those who squander money are really the brethren of the devil. See, we don't have an appropriate use of money. And we we we're not we're not taught how to shelter our money or how to do things with money. We become a consumer people. So God is telling us to get out of this consumption. Get out of these things. So yes, we need whatever agenda we have, we also need troops To protect ourselves and the one thing they did all throughout pittsburgh in the 1990s they said we got rid of gangs now you don't have one leader that you can go to to get the youth under control
4: we are at a place where we've got to make some 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 serious decisions individually we've got to make some serious decisions i preached a sermon uh of one of my virtual sermons what's in your hand and, and I hearken to the notion uh, that when Moses was uh, called to go back into Egypt, uh, he said, well, 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 how are they going to believe me? And God's question was, what's in your hand? Mm-hmm. And what he had in his hand was the tool of a shepherd. Mm-hmm. He had a rod. And God transformed, talked to miraculously, transformed that rod into a snake and then he told uh, the scripture says when he first did it Moses recoiled and then under the authority and obedience to God God told him grab the snake he didn't tell him just grab it he said grab it by the tail hmm. and it was retransformed. all I'm saying is what's in your hand so I say to the brothers and sisters who are listening if you are an educator it's in your hand to train our children. If you are a banker, it's in your hand to teach us better how to manage our resources. Uh, If you are a mother, it's in your hand to pull aside to other young mothers and teach them how to nurture their children into adulthood. It, It what's in your hand, if you've been a solid brother, it's time for you to teach young brothers how to be solid men. Okay, our our strength is not captured in our genitalia, bros. Our strength is captured in our cranium. And if we understand the power of what we got up here and are willing to use it, we can transform the world. I'll say it again. We can transform the world.
0: But are we ready to do the work? It sounds a lot like Jesus. The the kingdom of God is at hand yeah i was
2: I was gonna piggyback uh off of off of that I think people get so caught up in the the idea that like everything has to be so tunnel vision, but there's a lot of moving pieces that have to be tackled at one time because to your point uh brother muhammad when you said you know we have these these low-paying jobs and everything else so when you have these low-paying jobs parents can't afford to stay home and teach their kids and they send their kids to the school so it's all like a vicious cycle and there's so many different moving pizzas to your point pastor freeman that it's like we have to get in where we fit in so to speak mm-hmm. And you know we have to make sure that we're all playing our part instead of waiting for you know this this savior or waiting for Superman, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. to come in and just lead us to I don't know Your Honor. yeah, yeah oh. now I, I do have a, a question because the uh, comment about the uh, police was brought up, but I, I'm not well versed on it, but how do you feel about the calls for defunding police departments?
4: If you you understand what's being asked, if you ask, if you understand what they're being asked, I'm all over it. Okay. I think it's a poor choice. I'll be quite honest. It's a poor choice of words in the rhetoric, in the environment we live in. Uh, But the real intent behind the funding is taking money that is being used inappropriately and redirecting it to places where it would be advantageous. That's what it's all about uh defunding by its very use of the language connotes the idea let's get rid of police but well, that's not the intent at all it's saying we're spending a heck of a lot of, I, I say this with I, I hang around some white guys uh and i love them and we get to talk about these kind of things i said y'all some fools and they look at me <laughs> richard how can you say we're a fool i said you are willing to spend sixty thousand dollars a year Uh, at a minimum right now, to keep a brother incarcerated. But if I ask you to uh, give me $60,000 a year, spread out over $5,000 a year for 12 years to properly educate this brother so he and she are are functioning well in our culture, you tell me, oh, I can't spend that money. But you give him 10 years in prison, you've already spent $600,000. Fools y'all are. Yes. Fools y'all are. Okay? And, And the agenda really is about suppression it is a rich don't have a a, a prayer if they don't have poor right right and so right. they've got to keep somebody at the at the bottom of the realm so they look like they all at the top i go back i, I use this word I'm, I'm gonna shut up in a minute but i i said how many of y'all ever played the game monopoly mm. i used to love playing monopoly i still like playing monopoly but when you understand what monopoly was designed to do, monopoly was developed to show the ills of radical capitalism. Mm-hmm. It was designed for that purpose. And yet they are taking the game now and making it, oh, we all get to play it now, it's all fun and fun. What we got now is a, is a government and a people who, are, who have made, they've operationalized monopoly. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. keeping folk poor, and, and they get more rich and more rich and more rich. And the poor getting more poor, more poor, more poor. And they're going, look, look how great we are. Look, I'm getting all the money. Uh, yeah. I, I think Jesus had this story. He says, oh fool, this day shall your soul be required of you. Mm. Mm, that's where we are, y'all. We, we, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: Well, you <laughs> know, When I talked about lazy learners and not doing history and we only act like there's one alternative, in the early 1980s, in a place in Washington, DC, called the uh, Mayfair Projects, or the Mayfair Housing, the drug game took over. And under the leadership of our local minister, Dr. Aileen Muhammad, the brothers went out and restored order. To those projects from what they had done, not, and we don't carry weapons, but just out of the love for our people, we went out and old ladies were able to walk the streets again. Young people were able to play again. One of the original dope busters lives right here in Pittsburgh who took a gun off a of brother and, uh, you know, they, they gave him encouragement. And uh they didn't kill him, you know, but they gave him some strong encouragement. And and the brother, though he's not in the nation of Islam, is a Muslim today. And and they cleaned up the housing development. From that, Senator Jack Kemp saw what the Muslims did in uh um, Washington, DC, and gave the Muslims a HUD contract to go throughout the country and they were cleaning up housing developments all over the world then john cisneros came and said that the nation of islam was anti-semitic and anti-white which are all lies and they stole the contracts they took the contracts away from the brothers who were making an income cleaning up their neighborhoods without weapons and the drugs went back into the projects They've never been able to get them out ever since. So policing ourselves has always been a concept of the nation of Islam. With all the chaos that's going on right now, I get so many texts and phone calls. Well, can the brothers come here? Can the brothers come there? But nobody wants to support the nation of Islam, but they always want to use it. We're here to serve, but our resources are limited like everybody else's. So we could fund ourselves. We could do this for ourselves. White people do it every day without police. They call gated communities. They do it every day without a whole bunch of police. They call the suburbs because there's a certain type of living of excellence they expect there, and they don't have high policing. Now, I got to say something about White Wendy Bell. White Wendy Bell is a radio... Uh, talk show host here on KDKA 1020, and she sounds like she's Rush Limbaugh's eldest child. Mm. And she's always talking about how if we get rid of the police, the ones that are going to be most impacted are poor communities, cold word niggas.
2: Black community, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Minority community, cold word niggas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you think we cannot teach our children to love themselves, to do for themselves, and to protect themselves, why doesn't corporate America leave our artists alone? Why are artists singing and talking dirty and doing things? I mean, now rap has become suicidal. There's been three artists who've died over the last three years. I mean, these were some major artists. And then, you know, I said to my grandchildren, I said, you know, you know your grandfather likes a little bit of music and uh, I like going to old school concerts. And I said this on my way to a Jill Scott concert. I said, how, how is your age group going to go to an old school concert? They won't be alive. Oh yeah. See, someone it has turned our children, have, a Pied Piper has gotten our children and he's leading them into the river never to be seen again. When I was getting in the movement, everybody said a tree that doesn't have its roots are dead. So is a tree that's cut out in the middle. So uh, if you don't take care of the top of the tree, it's just as dead all the way down to the root. So we got to get back now to where we're caring for our children and we're protecting our children and Allah, God has never, he's never made anything in creation without first providing it. Before there was an Adam, there was a garden and he had a job to dress the garden. He had a whole bunch of things to do before there was an Eve in the picture. Mm-hmm. And now we jumping right to Eve. And, you know, and, and I asked a young brother the other day, I said, would you get in a boat on the ocean and not know where it's going. He said, no. I said, you would spirit?" He said, yes. I said, so why would you get in a relationship just and not know where it's going? See, the relationship Uh-oh. is to get you over rough waters. See, when we're not having intent mm-hmm. on the relationships we're in, mm-hmm. and we as black people always arguing over male-female relationships, but there's brotherhood relationships, right. there's sisterhood relationships, there's employer relationships. But these ships are supposed to get us over rough water. But we mm-hmm. can police ourselves, right. but it must start with the love of self first. Amen. I, I mean, the, the word
4: was this way it said, Love thy neighbor as thyself. Inherent right. in that statement is you've got to have a healthy self love. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And there's some folk. I don't want you to love me like you love yourself because you ain't doing a good job loving you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amen. So, so please, don't give me that. Uh, I don't want that That's love because you, you're doing too big. Doing, and, and this, and I'll, I'll put it out there. You know, I've said this from the pulpit at my church, so it, this is nothing new. Any heard it before. I said, it, this is one of my sticklers. I, I don't care how good you look, girl, but if you're smoking a cigarette, I ain't got time. Mm-hmm.
1: That. I don't. Mm.
4: And that's personal. Mm. I, and, and just like you said, Vic, I got to mm. own what's personal. That's personal to me. Because if you put this in your mouth and you're going to kill yourself, you 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 said something to me. Okay? You're talking to a guy who watched his mother die. Okay? So at, from a cancer. Mm. Uh, so when I see that and you, I'm going, wait a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop the butts first. Because you know, in my eye, that connotes a lack of a healthy self love. That's me. I own my stuff. And be, I'm sure you may get some text folks saying, oh, that's, that's bigger than that. You got to own your stuff in order to do something with your stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah, and I, man. Think, I think we got a big problem in our country among our people. We don't even want to own our own stuff.
0: Okay? We're the smartest. Come what's on. What's crazy? Now. Brother Pastor, what's crazy about that, though? What's crazy about that? Ain't nobody asked, when is Newport going to invest in our community?
1: Wow.
0: Nobody (laughs) asked, when is Seagram's going to invest in our community? No one's asking where the liquor company, where's Anheuser-Busch in this time of trouble? We spent billions of dollars upon really. <laughs> keeping these things open to kill ourselves, but now you can't come to church, you can't come to the mosque, because we're asking you to save your own life. Right.
4: Brother Victor, you know, back in the uh, I think probably late, mid-80s, there was much effort on dealing with advertising of negative influences in our community. Uh, cigarette manufacturers, Okay, remember. had billboards all over our community. Liquor uh, had billboards all over our community. They ain't the white community, okay? But they right. they saw us as market. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they sold it to us. They sold it to it, and so the incidence of of, of alcohol and drug addiction, uh, uh, nicotine addiction, went up in our community. That was not by accident, folk. They strategically right about okay and, and when we start understanding who we are, I, I preached this sermon uh, many a few years back. The scripture says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made fearfully. That means God took his time reverently making each and every one of us. And I, if you remember the sermon, I held up my hand. If you don't believe me, check your fingerprints. Six billion people in the world and ain't nobody else got another fingerprint like yours. Mm. That's God signing off on how fearfully, reverently he made you. And then he talked about being wonderful. God has made you to be wonderful. Stop telling me I gotta have whatever to be wonderful. I'm wonderful if I'm if I'm broke, I'm wonderful. Why? Because God made me wonderful. Mm. Get over it, y'all. Okay? Mm. And if you don't understand that love, then you will be dependent on a market-driven agenda that tells you your worth is captured in what you drive, is captured in the neighborhood you live in, is captured in the education you get. And, and, and they and when they get
0: you hooked under that, then they raise the price on you.
1: Mm-hmm. And then right. you broke. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. Well, and, and and I think something very interesting that you bring up. Because you brought up the community chest earlier. But there's one thing is, you know what I mean, I, I hear our people say, well, she thinks she's cute. Well, I hope so. <laughs> well he thinks he all that. Well, I hope so. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, when 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 can we applaud each other? But this community chest, what are we putting our funding into? Yeah. What are we, why are we funding our destruction? Because the Honorable Louis Farquhar said we're a people who beg for what we want. I mean, we, we get what we want and beg for what we need. Yeah. You know, it reminds me yeah. of the old preacher who was traveling with his son at an old church. And it was only like uh, 10 people in the whole church. And they asked, could he preach that Sunday? And he said he would stay over and preach. So he preached and he preached and people applauded. And though it wasn't a lot of people, the collection plate went around and the reverend pulled out a crisp $100 bill and put it in the collection plate. And he showed his son him putting it in the collection plate. So after the service was over, they came up and said, dear reverend, we don't have much, but we wanted to give you something for such an excellent job you did. And they gave him an envelope. So when him and his son sat in the car, he opened up the envelope, and there was that crisp $100 bill. Wow. And he said to his son, did you learn anything? He said, yeah, if you would have put more in, you would have got more out. See, if you don't put nothing into your community center, you will support the cigarette manufacturer. You will su- support the merchants of death. And now that the club is co- closed and you got to go to Club Walmart because you traded the velvet rope for the yellow caution tape. <laughs> See, now, now, now that that has happened, right? Right. Now, you instead of investing that, we'll come out with big screen TVs and processed foods. We're not cooking anymore. We're not doing our own things anymore. And then we got to have every cable channel. We got to have this and that act and and all that it is doing is draining us as a people. If you don't have a garden in your yard, you're an enemy to yourself. If you don't have a way of even putting tomatoes in your house to grow, have something that you can eat and they have want. Jesus said there will be wars and rumors of wars earthquakes and pestilence in diverse places. He said, that's just the beginning beginning. of sorrow. There's been plenty of earthquakes since the pestilence outbreak. There's been famine. People didn't have food. You know, we have to know. The Quran says the Messiah teaches you what to eat, to store in your house. We have to take this serious. If we don't take it serious, then we'll get whatever we get from the slave master and then it's all over. I
2: have a a question. Um, We are in a space where, you know, like we talked about before, it's like we're choosing the lesser of two evils. What immediate pressure can we put on? Or is it almost like a too late and then we'll we'll start again next time? Like how, what immediate steps can we do to put the pressure on whoever we're voting into office as our president?
4: I think, my opinion is we will always be choosing the lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the color of the skin is. Okay? We will always because every human being that will occupy our office is imperfect. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they will have the propensity to tell you some stuff they have no intention of fulfilling. But the challenge we have is are we holding them to a standard that we have carved or are we just listening to the stuff they are selling to us, okay? For example, uh, I hear many uh, in the African-American community talking about the notion of reparations, okay? That's one thing to talk about it. Now, let's talk about what does that look like, okay? When you talk about what it looks like, then you can hold in a candidate, okay, this is our agenda. This is what we want. Can you get it fulfilled? Now, that's a whole separate discussion from talking about the need for reparations. But frankly, I argue we don't even have a Congress that will get it passed. So holding a a federal president to a litmus test of whether they're going uh, for reparations, for right now, is nonsense. We don't have a Congress to get it passed. That's how our government's structured, y'all. So if you want reparations, start electing some state senators and then some state reps, some federal reps, who are on that agenda, if that's your agenda. But if we don't have an agenda, okay, we have no litmus test to discern which is is the lesser of two evils. Right. Okay? They they, 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 they can sell some good stuff. And they've done that to the black community, particularly the Democratic Party. Every three and a half years, they come back and say, oh, this is what we're going to do, what we're going to do. Then they shut up for the next three and a half years after they get elected.
0: Well, and I agree. I agree. However, uh, again, separation is the best and only solution. Uh, The children of Israel did not get an opportunity to vote Pharaoh out of office, nor did they get uh, a chance to get rid of Belshazzar or Nebuchadnezzar. So with with, with all that being said, you know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad put forth a great program. And that program said, number one, we want a freedom, a full and complete freedom. Number two, we want uh, justice applied equally under the law. We want uh, to live among the best of civilized society. Well, if you couldn't do those three, now we have some demands. Well, give us a, a separate land of territory. We believe we're owed that right. We fought, bled and died in this country. And, you know, all these white folks would stop marching immediately if they had to divide up the goods. See, it's easy to give lip service, but now if you have to give what your ancestors stole and you have to start divvying that up, then you wouldn't be so righteous in your approach. Like, I believe, when it came out to that, that white woman live on Emmett Till, they should have been able to go after her and her estate because there's no statutes and limitations on murder. Mm -hmm. So they should have been able to take all of that. But what had happened was, as Black people were first coming free under the Reconstruction, they were given certain lands. And they were uh, moving toward the proverbial 40 acres and a mule, which I, I would never want a mule. And people say, "Well, that's an agricultural animal," and they say, "Why wouldn't you want a mule? Because a mule can't reproduce. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a donkey or a horse. See, a donkey and a horse, a, a donkey and a horse can make a mule, but a mule can't reproduce itself. So, don't give me forty acres and a mule. So I got to come back to you for another mule. So, but anyway, um, we have to start reaching out and doing for ourselves." There's so much in our community that's being for sale that they let us tear up. And then these white folks come in, push us out, rebuild. And that's not an agenda among black people. We become lazy learners and we become even lazier believers. So uh, uh, we have to now invest in ourselves and teach our people, we must separate ourselves. That's the best and only solution. I'm not gonna vote for the lesser of two evils. I write someone in for president every year, except for when I voted the first time for Barack Obama. Every year after that, I write someone in. Maybe he will, maybe he won't get in. Maybe one day some people just say, oh my God, he's in office. But whatever it takes, I'm not going to vote for people that I know are inherently wicked. Now. What would I say about Joe Biden? I tell everybody, go back to his speech on the floor when he was trying to get the Biden-Clinton crime bill passed, when he said that uh, he didn't care what our background was. He don't care that we were disadvantaged. It doesn't matter, because we were going after his wife, after his daughter, after and, and, and they would kill the husbands and everything. It was a black and white issue then, and it's a black and white issue now. And personally, I mean, this is just me. You can tell how old I am when I say this. Joe Biden is nothing but a grown Zach from Saved by the Bell.
4: <laughs> I didn't watch that show, so you got me on that one, bro. That,
2: I, I would say that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's
2: terrible. I can see that. Yeah. 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 Zach was, Zach was the the pretty boy who did whatever he could to get over on anybody. That, that that sounds about right. Um, I do have a question that was posed uh, from Josh Simpson. Josh, you may have to correct me if I'm wrong uh, or if I need clarity. Uh, He said, identity is found where in the black community or is identity fluid or, or rather relative? Where should the black man in particular look at this point? What are your thoughts? So I I, I believe he's asking like, in, in terms of the the black man, like where where do they go to kind of find that identity or find their place in the black community? And like I said, Josh, if I'm if I'm saying that wrong, correct me in the comments, and then we'll readdress it.
4: I, I, my, my answer is, is very, very straightforward. Our identity is defined by the, the divine. And until we come in touch with the divine and how the divine has defined us, then we will always be searching for and the the, un, the unfathomable. Okay? When God tells us that we are, are made in the image of God, and when God tells us we are fearfully and wonderfully made, I, you know, I had to grow into understanding. I say this to people all the time. Uh, I don't care what you say about me. You can't beat me being me. Okay? So be the best you. How do I define the best me? For me, that's defined in my holy words, holy words. What God has said about me, I'm learning to live through it, learning to appropriate it fiercely. And so when the enemy comes to tell me, "Oh, you ain't never those second class," oh, I'm gonna put my hand down. Uh, uh, That ain't who I am, y'all. Okay? No, I have not attained perfection, but I am striving every day I can to be the best me that God has made. And that demands community. So when I talk to Brother Victor and Brother Victor, I I count on him that if Rich Freeman is blowing some stuff that ain't cool, Victor say. Come on, bro. And I'll do the same for brother Victor. bro. Come yes, on. he will. That's okay. right. <laughs> okay, but that's relationship. That's You talked about ship a moment ago. Relationship. That's what we are to each other. That's what we are in, in, in communities of faith. Uh, but we have bought this rugged individualism to a fault. Uh, mm-hmm. And I teach this one out of Genesis chapter 2. It, it said it this way. God said it is not good that man should be alone. Now watch that. That text was uttered. God's utterance was before sin came into the world. Mm. So mm. if it's not good for us to be alone in the idyllic pastures of Eden, how mm. much more so is it important that we're not alone in the hellhole hole we in? We've got to learn how to work together in relationship. But we have made this rugged individualism to a fault. And and, and it's killing us, it's killing our nation, it's killing our world. Um, You know, one more political thing and I'll shut up. Answer me this, how in a communist country do you have billionaires? Hmm. Communist country, by definition, everybody's your whole thing, everything in community. Right. How do you get billionaires? It ain't about the form of governance. It's the heart of man. Mm-hmm. So if our hearts are, are uh, we're not inclined to work to, to improve our hearts every day, submitting them to the authority of God, we're going to get what we've got. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I, And I think it's a very poignant question because you have to get back to your nature. Your nature is where your power is but wise people guard their nature. They don't just let their nature rule over them. Number one, God is not emotional, God is precise. Though God has emotion, he doesn't make his decision strictly off of emotion, not learning the precision, not knowing the precision of who's gonna be affected by it. There's one thing that all black men and women should know that we are the mothers and fathers of civilization. All people came from us. And so for us to take on the habits, attitudes oh, no. of our master, of a leprous mind of our slave master, it is, it, it, it is contrary to our nature. We have to come back to being men and being able to one, meet and overcome obstacles. Are we letting our problems become our tombstones or our stepping stones? And are we, the minute we have a little difficulty, are we running out on that difficulty? Are we willing to stand and fight? And fighting doesn't always mean you fight with your fist or you fight with your gun. Do you have the intelligence to bring into existence what God has put in your heart and your mind Do you have the patience? Do you have the wherewithal? Do you have the training? Do you have the military mindset? Because the nature of a black man is a militant propensity. And even if a woman thinks you out your mind, she will respect your consistent nature. And then uh, we can work together. It's hard for a woman who's been made to lead everything. Now she doesn't trust anybody. Now, everybody's about a game right now. And, you know, uh, and 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 how do you live in a house and not one thing comes in your name? How do you not have a bill? How do you not use these things to get ahead I mean, This is manhood. You know, the honorable Minister Lewis Farquhar said, manhood. A hood is what you put on your head, not what you put on your chest. If I gotta hold a sign saying I am a man, then that's an indication I don't even believe it. If I gotta tell you uh, you ain't gonna talk to me like that, I'm a grown ass man. Well, that's an indication I don't believe that. I'm looking for you to give me confirmation. The one I'm arguing with. We have to stand up and be men, and nature will tell us how to be that.
4: Yeah, I, I, I would. I would speak up. One of the words I use. I'm sorry. Well, you were saying something, Michelle.
0: I said that could be
3: a whole conversation for another day. I was going you know, to say our
2: our audience is waiting for us to go down that rabbit hole. We're going we we're going to skip over it for now. We'll <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, all
3: start here to bypass that for now. But we could do yeah. that another. Day. What I what I was going
4: to what I was going to say is uh, in in truth, I'm I'm, I'm a centrist uh, because there's truth to be said to the right and to the left, uh, and so. I hear you brother, 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 Victor, when we talk about writing, having a sign saying I'm a man, but sometimes uh, particularly in the sixties, it was used as a de- declaration to those who said we weren't. Okay. And we, we walked in, in, in Alabama and Mississippi to say, I'm a man because you stupid behind don't think we are. Okay. And there are others who don't know what man is. So they put this sign on to say, well, I'll fake it till I make it. Uh, and, and that's the two sides of the story. Uh, Sometimes I'm a man, and I gotta stand in some folks who say I ain't and and get in their grill with it. And the
0: other side is, I don't know who I am, but I'm a man. So, um, and remember, I come from the tradition of the nation of Islam. You're gonna respect us as men, whether you like it or not, because we're gonna walk in as men, we're gonna walk out as men, and you, if you wanna touch us, we're gonna deal with you as men.
4: I I hear you, and I agree with you. Um, I, I just own the reality that we live in a society where we are minority uh, and they want to tell us who we are. And when I say I'm a man, I'm just reaffirming to you, folk, you don't get to write my identity. I know who I am, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'll tell you to your face, um, and it, it, you know, don't get this out there too public, but I've said it a few times. I was the guy that was not the gun-toting kind of guy. I'm still—I don't own a gun yet, but you know, I do. I now have my license to conceal and carry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. and and I and I'm, I use it. To, I, my thought is exactly like the truth. Of, I ain't going to hurt nobody, but if you come up on me, we'll a it's on. I'm mm-hmm. only
0: one frozen. That's, so. right.
4: <laughs> That's right. You come up on me, it's on. And, and and we're now living in a culture where 45 and 1600 is cultivating folk who want to come up on me. And I'm telling you, I am a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and I'm packing. <laughs> no, that's
2: right. And amen. Amen. <laughs> and, <that's
4: right. laughs> and that's that I'm on that's that. Right. You don't mess with me, I ain't gonna mess with you, Mm -hmm. but if you come up on me and mine, there will be hell to pay.
3: It's a wrap. I know that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I I think... Oh, go
3: ahead. And I was just going to say, like, going back to relationships and, like, you know, giving back um i know just what i've noticed it's been kind of difficult because you got some people who they become a little bit enlightened on something or they learn something new or they get a different social status and then it's like um it's kind of like they turn their backs so and they become like better than these other niggas or whatever you know what i mean so i think that's kind of like part of what's holding us back from being able to come together and get things done you know it's like oh well why are you doing, that? doing this like this? Because now all of a sudden you've read a book and now you know more than I do. You know what I mean? So it, I don't know. It just, for me, that bothers me. It gets on my nerves when I see stuff like that.
0: <laughs> well, it's like what the pastor said earlier, to love thy neighbor as thyself. And the love of self mm-hmm. comes first. But, and it's also what I said earlier regarding, we are people who like information, but we don't like divine guidance. See, we'll sit up there and watch Jeopardy together to see who in the house can get the most answers. We'll watch who can, who wants to be a millionaire and see who can get the most answers. Some of us will get our paycheck on Friday, sit at the end of the bar and play Trivial Pursuit, and it does absolutely nothing to move us forward but to keep feeding money into the machine. Divine guidance is helping you to prepare to live the life and to overcome the wickedness that this world has presented to us. And we need to know that we can be right. But even when people do get that information and they're in that transformative change, love them enough to give them room to figure their way out. Because uh, new information does put pressure on the mind. And it, and, and it does uh, uh, bring some new thought and new uh, ways of thinking. You know, but I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, if you want to come to the mosque, don't go go home and throw all the food out because we don't eat this no more. I'm saying, you know, we we got to be smart now uh, on how we transition into the new information that we've been blessed to get.
4: It, it, it's it's it, 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 there's a, a, a biblical verse that talks about uh, be perfect. Um, and if the, the proper exegesis of that word is mature. We have to grow into some stuff, okay? Like I said a moment ago, about, a few, about an hour ago now, my kids, when they were babies and they pooped in their diaper, you know what I did? I, I picked them up and I cleaned them. My children are now 30 years old. You poop in your diaper and if you ain't sick, it's on you. on you,
1: figure it out. Okay?
4: But I do mm-hmm. expect a, uh, at, at a very base level, that, that's simple maturation 101, but there are other things that we need to, to, to learn to mature in uh, uh, from a, 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 a psychological standpoint. Most men don't quote "get it till they're about 26 years old. The prefrontal mm. cortex of the human brain of a male doesn't generally get there to 26. Some are younger, some are older, okay? but they don't get it. And, and I remember raising my boys at 16 and 17, 18, act, expecting them to be men, and they don't even got to do what they need to think. And I didn't know that until I was in grad school. And I said, Lord, I wish somebody told me that about 15 years ago. I might've been a bad dad. That. <laughs> but, but that's where we do in community. Don't expect a a, a, a person who's just becoming woke, okay, to be leading the vanguard of the fight. Now, if God does something miraculous in that person and transform like that, God, I ain't gonna argue against that. But you can't expect a babe to do what grown folk do. Mm-hmm. You just can't. So we have to learn how to be patient with one another. As God has
0: been patient with us, so must we be patient with one another. But we, sometimes, yeah. And I think sometimes that we are, you know, there is definitely a generational divide um, and, 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 and speaking in that but I've warned some of the new activists sometimes I invite them for dinner and we'll, we'll have discussions just you know I me mean? because I'm not trying to force them to think my way I just want to give them perspective but I always warn them that if you've ever performed on a stage with a spotlight the spotlight is blinding everybody can see you but you can't see anybody else mm. So when you're in the spotlight, you're going to have to make sure that you're well covered and that you know what you're doing. And, you know, I just saw some activists I've never seen before in Pittsburgh demanding a meeting with the police chief. And I think they mean well, but sometimes we decipher information like those that have been around, they ain't doing nothing. So now we done got up and we got to do it. And sometimes they're right but a lot of times they're not. But we cannot keep representing our people from a weak standpoint either. We have to come and close ranks. You know, I talk separation, but people don't even realize that the Montgomery bus boycott was separation. Amen, it was. It was separation. and They didn't let them ride on the front of the bus based off of a moral attitude. They were losing money and black people saw that it was immoral to give them their money when they weren't being treated fairly. Mm -hmm. Today we're looking at the Montgomery bus boycott all over again. This is about money. This ain't about righteousness. This is about who's going to control everything in America. And you know, when sports are going, when sports are affected, When gambling is affected, you know the money changers are going crazy. And but that was another sign of the end was Jesus turning over the tables of the money changers. I just think it's interesting that God is turning over the economy of the money changers.
4: Scripture says it this way. The love of money is the root of all evil and it is. If we are going to, when God's going to shake our boat, he shakes that which we have become dependent on. And that is this notion of money. Uh, What does it gain the whole world? What does a man, profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? The tangential question then, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Mm. We are selling our soul, y'all,
1: mm-hmm. we're
4: selling it. And, and, and I'm telling you, uh, I, part of my, 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 my graduate research had to do with understanding what, what, what do the average slinger make? Uh, when I did that research, the average slinger in, in America made about $8 an hour. The average what? Slinger, drug dealer. That's what I thought. It was making about eight bucks an hour. Okay, Mm
1: -hmm.
4: eight bucks but the lure was they were going to be making Big Bang Mm. and so they sold their souls Mm. or what they could get by going to McDonald's Mm. okay think folk think and if we don't think about this stuff uh, we're going to be in trouble well heck we are are in trouble but I'm a man of hope I'm a man of faith I believe redemption is possible um, but there's some things we've got to do
0: And if we don't do them. You know, the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan did a series called the time and what must be done. And he quotes the Quran where he says, by the time, surely man is in loss except for those who believe and do good and exhort one another to truth and exhort one another to patience. We don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. America is in serious trouble the world has turned their back on america the prophecy says of the mystery babylon they watch from afar off and say the 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 babylon the great has fallen we're seeing the handwriting on the wall brothers and sisters and until we say i am responsible I want for my brother and my sister what I want for myself. The greatest religion ever preached in the world is the only thing that can save us. They call that the golden rule, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, except we practice the rusty aluminum rule. Whatever that nigga did to me, I'm going to do it you back it. down. And uh, I'm trying Rusty <laughs> I'm writing that one down <laughs> too.
1: I like that. I like that. <laughs> that was good. Uh, that, that,
0: that's real. That's true. Uh, but that, you know, God is done with the religion of rituals. We're arguing over rituals and dogma. There were seven churches in the book of Revelation that God was not pleased with. Mm-hmm. And so... We have to get out of the religion of of rituals and get into the science of reality. God is real. When they try to separate God out of our science book, that damages a people who are directly from God. That does something to us. Now, we always got to do double the work. I hear black people say, well, you got to send your children to school and then deprogram them when they get home. Why are we the only people that got to do that? The Asians aren't doing it. The Indians aren't doing it. Nobody else is trying to deprogram their children. And we're working all the jobs that uh, uh, Brother Pastor talked about. And we're tired. It's even hard to be a parent anymore. Mm -hmm. So we must change the way we think. We need to change the way we eat. And we need to change the way we act. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it's time to do an agonizing reappraisal of what it is that we have to do. Mm -hmm.
4: Ida B. Wells said it this way, and this sister goes back into the 19th, the 20th century. Uh, She said, we don't have a a democratic agenda. We don't have a Republican agenda. We have a black agenda. And And whoever is willing to work with us to achieve it, that's who
0: we work with, yeah. Right, right. Oh, and, I, oh. and and and, Anna, and 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 I'm with Harriet Tubman. She pulled the gun and said, "You either gonna die or be free." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: But either way, you know, we, we we think if something doesn't kill us right away, it's okay for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though it's killing us, I, I I guess out of the book of Roberta Flack, "Killing Me Softly," we yeah. think that's okay.
1: Yeah,
0: so if, yeah. If, if if we if we would just take hold of our lives, reconstitute our lives, we can't just keep talking our way into freedom. We can't keep protesting our way into freedom. You know why? Every time Black people want to do something to help Black people, they want to start a nonprofit. Oh, whew. what about our for-profit? Don't
2: get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> To go go ahead,
0: reality <laughs> a nonprofit profit has to be supported by some profit, right? Uh-huh. So right. whoever controls your purse is controlling your purpose. Uh, and we're wondering why it is that we're not moving ahead as organizations and we, we still doing the same talk and, and, and we're we we doing minority contracting, and and we got women owned businesses, and 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 you see, look how far. Look at what we're doing for you. See, as long as we keep taking the white man's handout, it's going to be a hand down. Ooh. We better start reaching out for each other, and so we can pull
4: up. Yeah, I am. I I, I agree with you. Um, I, my, my, my argument is uh, a meta, uh, not even a metaphor what was decreed as the children of Israel uh, left Egypt okay they took God had them show the Egyptians show them favor mm-hmm. and populated their pockets as they left mm-hmm. okay so my argument is if for right now while we are still in bondage we got to take their money so we can, when we leave, we got it, right? Get it and work it. And okay. and,
0: and and the Honorable Louis Farquhar said, "Get land." Yep. And I'm encouraging you. Don't just get land and tools to work the land. Yep. yep. You know yep. what? You know. Uh, you know if a major project is going on, nine chances out of ten in the black neighborhood, if heavy equipment is involved, that's not a black project. Right. You know, and even if it is a black-owned business, black contractors are not doing it, right? You see, and 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 the thing is, we encouraged our children not to take trades. Yep. And trades, I confess,
4: I was one of those.
0: and and, and my mom was one of those. But I'm an electrician, it. and I am real good at it. I'm real good at it and I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. But what we have to do to get business from our people, we gotta almost cut not only my throat, but the throat of my family that I'm trying to feed just to do work for black people. We have to want to pay the going rate for black business. We, we might even wanna pay a little more because we don't get the rates that the big conglomerates get. We don't get the Home Depot rate. We don't get the Walmart rate. See, we're cutting all the mom and pop shops out because of all these giant cut rate stores when we can have a real, viable, sustainable community in the heart of Brown, Rankin, Homewood. And all of our properties are being taken for pennies on the dollar to push us out we're going to the same school that white children didn't want us in, in the early eighties, Woodland Hills. And now we found a way to kill ourselves. Sharing the same zip code, Rankin and product, can't get along. We can't have an atonement process where we can sit around and say, okay, this is the last one. We're going to make a settlement. Settlement means I don't get everything I want. You don't get everything you want. we have a structured settlement where we have something that we can work on together where both parties benefit. Holding the sign up say stop the killing is not gonna work. Mm -hmm. You have to have a structured settlement. If America could spend money to send diplomats overseas to make yesterday's terrorists today's ally, then we need diplomats in the black community that works out of the DA's office that we can structure some settlements. Because what Joe Biden did, he helped leave a vacuum in the Black community where Black fathers were not around. What welfare did to the Black community was tell us farewell because it would not let Black fathers in the home. And then they just got tired of chasing around us, so they'll let you go ahead with Section 8. But now domestic violence is taking place because we don't have a proper love of self and a perspective. We got to clean ourselves up or we're out of luck with God. I don't care what white people think of me. Let us clean ourselves up and be acceptable to our creator and watch peace come overnight.
2: That Wow. I mean, that, that actually takes me because... I think we've been we've been on for about an hour and a half and we can probably spend another hour and a half, you know, just just on this. And I I think it's um, this is wonderful conversation and I really, really hate to end it. But that kind of leads me to my, I guess, final question. I don't know if you had any questions or anything that you wanted to, to
3: pose. Um. Do you guys have any, like, recommended books for people to start reading to try to become a little bit more educated on things and for parents to start teaching their kids? I know you held up that one in passed past. You had one, too, that you mentioned earlier. Okay.
0: What's that one? Uh, self-improvement, have, the basis for community development. Okay.
4: I have – I'm. You, you know me, and I'll say it loud and proud. I, got, I, re, I read a lot of books. Uh, I have a lot of stuff that I, I get my hands on. Uh, there's – pamphlet called Sabbath economics uh, that talks about communal living and how we share our wealth among ourselves. Uh, but at the end of the day, I want to hear what God got to say. Okay. Um, and, and I tell folk all day long, uh, I don't mind commentaries on the book, but read the book for yourself.
1: Right.
4: Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Because a lot of people have an agenda when they write their commentary. Yeah. Uh, so read the book, get involved, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. And when you get tired of reading it, read it again. Read it
1: again. Okay.
4: It is, it is, it is life, y'all. And and I know it It sounds, oh, that's what I expect to hear from a preacher. No, that's what you hear from a man of God who is, who, who is living well in these troubling times because God has shown God's favor towards old knuckleheads like me. So read, read. And, 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 I, and, and
0: I got an awesome book too. It's The Nation of Islam's Response to Malcolm X's murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who was really behind it. It's called okay. But Didn't You Kill Malcolm? Very good book. Mm-hmm.
2: We can we can do this if you guys have any um like Book recommendations or you know whatever if you guys shoot those over to me i can put them out even after this conversation so that our our listeners can um and have an idea of i guess you know where to start
0: okay. right to start. right and you know that the honorable minister lewis Farcon was banned from facebook twitter instagram
2: that's what i heard I didn't know yes that's what i heard too. yes,
0: yes. But as long as he has followers, that ain't going to happen.
2: Right. Yeah. Just keep
0: watching. Keep watching our posts. Look him up on YouTube. You know, people asking where Farrakhan. Farrakhan said in 2001 that one day they were going to come into our house and start killing us. They were going to keep shooting us down in the street. And no one, and and, and until we get right with ourselves and God says we like killing ourselves so much, we're going to watch the blood go up to the horse's bridle. See, we have to address the fact. That we're killing ourselves mm-hmm. and we have to stop killing ourselves. It's mm-hmm. bad what mm-hmm. this Caucasian did to Mr. Floyd, but it's worse what we're doing to each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it's even worse when the divide and conquer nature of mm-hmm. government allows stool pigeons to sit on a payroll and kill people and do things without being charged. See, this is not coming out in the media. Why isn't Pittsburgh DA under investigation? Why is why is it that a man can go on the news and say they kept me on payroll for three years and, uh, and I haven't had a job because I was telling on people and then a man get found not guilty They said they had credible evidence for killing six people and a fetus. Something is wrong, inherently wrong here. And then you have the FOP president, a grand jury say that he was tampering and and obstructing justice and he never be charged. See, these are things that we got to look at. How does a man defend his family in his home in Larimer and get shot? That never really made the news in Pittsburgh, but the Pittsburgh police went in and killed this man in his home in 2017. What about the fact that Mark Daniels got shot in the back, but they're saying that he was attacking the police. But I mean, after Mr. Zappala did a Zapruder film reenactment with the magic bullet, then it seemed like he explained it away. We forget Bruce Kelly Jr killed a dog and was shot on the ground nine times. He was subdued, and that man pulled his gun out and shot him nine times on the ground over a dog. They made dog legislation of police dogs quicker than they made uh, uh, legislation of the two-legged white dogs that are killing black men. Mm -hmm.
2: This is why I, like... This is why I'm struggling to, like, wrap this up, because I swear we can talk about this for another two hours. This is good stuff. I'm not
0: allowed. My wife only allotted me time to play for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we do not We got you know to come
3: back um, and have a conversation about the role of the black man and family in the, family and the community. Because yeah. you're about to get started on some stuff, and I, I want to hear that.
4: Yeah. One of the things you posed in your in your email to us was uh, three ideas on what we need to go forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, sort of quote marching orders. Um, and, and, and since my, my, my hair is getting gray, you can't see it, but it is. Um, I wrote mine down. Um, okay. Uh, one is participate in the democracy. Uh, as imperfect as it is, it is the it is the tool. That we have the authority. Watch me now to exploit it. Mm. If we pulled ourselves together and voted on our agenda, we can elect who we want to elect in any office, local and national. Okay, no, don't make a bar about it. The truth of the matter is, Biden will rise or fall based on the black vote. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And 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 I'm and I'll, I'll plead the blood on this one. I want anybody but Donald J. Trump to be our next president. Uh, that, that, I'm sorry, no, I ain't sorry. That that man is not only stupid, he is overtly dangerous to us as a people and a nation. That's number one. Second thing is do your part in crafting and for fulfilling an agenda for our people. Uh, Go back to what I was talking about, what's in your hand. Uh, take your part, if you're a teacher, Learn how to teach our children truth that will give them life. Okay, if you're a finance person, learn how to teach us finances that will help us build a nation. Sure. If you're a farmer, teach us how to plant our own food and grow our own food that we don't have to depend on big agri uh, agri business anymore uh, to to feed us because they are poisoning. If we're quite honest about it, and the third thing is that, that, that determine what you will be committed to. That is beneficial to someone other than yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Find that out. Get at it. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you are passionate about that is beneficial to someone else, that's the operative part. Then I get like about
0: that. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Chris. what he said. But no, um <laughs> but um One thing that really affected me and three things that our young people can do. Start holding your artists and your culture accountable.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Stop feeding yourself music that's not benefiting you, Mm
1: -hmm. but is
0: killing you. Mm. Hold your artists accountable. The missing component. In our movement today, Mahalia Jackson, uh, uh, Sam Cooke, Harry Belafonte, these stars felt an obligation. Aretha Franklin, Mm -hmm. these stars felt an obligation to the Black movement. If the NFL players who put out such an awesome statement and an awesome commercial, we need more than you coming back having a football camp. Yes. We need more than you coming back and, 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 and telling youth to stay out of trouble. We need you to sit down with the spiritual heads of the community and really put some formative plans together for community redevelopment. You're young. You got a lot of people after you. And I know you're blessed beyond what I know but I know that our love for our community would not allow us to mishandle you or the resources you could help provide. So our artists and our athletes have to become accountable. And third and lastly, I would say, learn a skill that you can eat with Mm. more than social media. Learn a skill that you can trade and eat with because I don't know whether we're looking at this or not, we're almost at the Book of Eli, the movie with Denzel Washington, mm. where a little wipey will be a, a very valuable. the what you used to throw away from Kentucky Fried Chicken, now you wish you had something to wipe your hands with. This was a dry run, a dress rehearsal for what is coming to this country. Mm. And what they found out was they don't so many jobs away; they can't even keep up. They've underprepared the people; they can't even keep up. And young people learn something beneficial every day. Don't hold a wicked teacher accountable for you not learning. I, I would I, let me just piggyback on that
4: one. Uh, uh, piggyback piggyback, pho- on Reverend. Piggyback.
0: <laughs> can we, can we back? Or oh, come goat back? How about goat back? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: all right with me, man? You all right? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll speak out of my own hurt, um, and, and, and I will challenge us with it. Um, I was never the athlete. I mean, I'm a six foot five black guy. Everybody thought I was the athlete. I, I, I played tennis. Okay. <laughs> Don't laugh at tennis players. We, <laughs> I like playing tennis. But what what I, my part of my reality is I was denigrated, marginalized because I dared to think. I was intellectually engaged my whole life. I, I, it came from somewhere. I think it's a gift of God. and And I was put down because I dared to think. Mm. Our wishes a people, we would esteem a kid uh making high honor roll more so that's right than the kid that gets uh gets a a medal for playing ball yeah. okay If yeah. we can get to that place uh we will transform our community because the numbers I mean just do the math folk. Ain't enough jobs in any of the major sports to hire us all. Okay, particularly when you got white guys competing for the same jobs. Right. But if you are smart in what you do, they'll be the door to your path. Okay. I got a plumber coming to my house tomorrow because I can't fix my toilets. And I guarantee you, he'll be here all over about 45 minutes. And I guarantee you, I'll write a check for 150 bucks mm-hmm.
0: at a minimum. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Hello. Mm -hmm. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. And and, and I don't know whether they know it or not, but I've seen an international, uh, an international influx of athletes and actors. So I I see foreigners playing us. Yeah. The man who played Dr. King in some was from England. Right. Um, The one that played Harriet Tubman is from England. Yeah. So it wasn't even their experience. It's our experience. Uh, One of the leading NBA players for the Milwaukee Bucks is African. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we are becoming more and more a spoiled people because we've lost the mark of excellence. Let us reestablish that mark of excellence. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan said, you want to overcome white supremacy? Use black excellence. Michael Jordan was on more white children's walls than President Bush during the time of his plane. And if we are just excellent, doesn't matter where it is, we should applaud excellent. I don't believe in telling children that they're special. I think that's counterproductive. I think it's better to make them safe to find out how special they are. So then it's real, it's organic, and then when someone tells them no, they're able to handle it. Right.
4: A, a friend yeah. of mine said it well. He's one of the literally world-renowned pe- pediatric surgeons in this country. Um, and he, he has this mantra that I love. He says, there is no satisfactory substitute for excellence. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Are you in every domain of your life seeking to be excellent? I'm right. not saying you don't get there, but your aspiration is to be the best you you can be. Period. Teach. End of story. Teach. If you're not if you're not about that, then you you're selling yourself short, you're selling Come your on. community short, and more importantly, you're selling your God short.
0: Teach. And that's that's the that's mediocre. Yeah, amen. mediocre, mediocre. Is the best of the worst. Yeah. But it's also the worst of the best. Yep. Yeah. And we should not want to be at that mediocre level uh, where the Quran says they're neither of these nor of those. You hear children say, I just want a, a neutral path. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to learn by those who come before you because there's two types of knowledge there's earned knowledge and there's learned knowledge. A yeah. wise person will learn from someone else. Say so another person will earn and take a long way around. They'll take yeah. the Columbus route. And cause Columbus never made it to his goal. He just settled for where he was at.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I, um, and that, and to that, you know, amen. And I think that is the perfect place to kind of end this out. Um, so, we definitely thank both of you for being here and taking the time out to have this very much needed discussion. Um, and um, like I said, we could probably have parts two and three have some subsections and little segments
1: based on what
2: we talked about tonight. But I, I really think this was this was great. Um Shell, do you have any uh, thoughts?
3: No, I don't have anything. I mean I've learned a lot, I've enjoyed the conversation. With you too, and I
4: mean again, like Annie said, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Well, I I, I want to say thank you to both of you, uh, but particularly I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, to Annie. Uh, you took it, you took the idea and you ran with it, um, and I'm grateful that you allowed us on your forum uh, to share our hearts. Uh, this This runs heart, this runs deep in me.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, and I thank you for allowing me the privilege to. Uh, have access to your audience and your sphere of influence to share. So you and Michelle, I thank you very, very much for allowing us to be a part of
0: it. And and, and I thank you both very much um, for even thinking of me, but I just love me some Pastor Freeman and nothing he can do about it. Um, <laughs> uh, so I really, I really appreciate you all being on, but I want to let everybody know the Honorable Louis Farrakhan will be speaking. Anybody wonder where Farrakhan at? He's speaking July 4th at 11 o'clock. You can see it at noi.org. Anything local uh, is to be determined at this point.
2: Gotcha. Thank you for that. I have one one more request from both of you. We already talked about the um, sending me over like the book list that we can post, but if you guys could also send over like your your three action items, if you will, if you could send those over, I would love to kind of put that and you know encapsulate what we talked about as part of the the episode. That would be tremendous.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yeah, do we'll do it. Cool. Because I know you know how to reach me. I
2: sure do i I know where you live <laughs> but again thank you both so much for joining us thank, thank you, you for everybody who has thank tuned you. in this evening i I recognize we got a lot of shares so definitely thank you for everybody who uh who tuned in and hopefully we can have more forums like this or we uh take a time out from the the nonsense and talk about the the serious uh the serious stuff that affects our everyday lives. So, cool. With that said, we're out of here.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Evening. Thank, thank you. you so much.
2: <laughs> thank you.